today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Have you ever wondered what that really means? What does that look like? Walk in the Spirit. Okay, walk in the Spirit. You know what it means? Be so busy in the Spirit, you don't have time for the flesh. It's kind of like, you know, here's the flesh going, Hello! Get out of here. I don't have time. I'm too busy in the Spirit. I'm in sync with the Spirit. Busy in the Spirit. Walking, living, filled with the Spirit. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 1 Timothy. Walking in the Spirit. This can be a confusing phrase, but as Pastor J.D. will explain in today's message, it simply means that you're living as the Lord calls you to live. You are clinging to the Word of God, and when you cling to Him, none of the fleshly or worldly things are even desirable anymore. How are you walking today? Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 1 Timothy chapter 5 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Well, here's the third one. It's in verses 7 through 10. I chose to word it this way for a reason. I think you'll see why in a moment. Be useful. (laughs) Here, Paul gets even more detailed in his explanation of the qualification on the part of those who are in need of financial help. He starts off bluntly saying, and this is, I mean, in your face, anyone who does not provide for his family, is denying the faith. And if that weren't bad enough, they're worse than an unbeliever. How about that? Have a nice afternoon. He then addresses widows again, which he will be even more blunt with in the next verses as he outlines the requirements for them, these younger women. Apparently they were married, their husband was met with an untimely death. What do you do? Well, he's going to address that. And that's our last one in verses 11 through 16, and it's be careful. If you were to ask me what I thought was one of the biggest issues, if not the biggest issue, within the church today, this would have to be it. And I'm hoping you'll allow me to explain what I mean by that. Here, Paul talks about these younger women being busybodies, going from house to house. Apparently, they have too much time on their hand. He calls them idlers. Now, these are not words we use in our vocabulary much today. When was the last time you called somebody a busybody? If you did, they probably looked at you like, what era are you from? (laughs) Or how about an idler? An idler? My car's not idling. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Well, apparently the problem had arisen, and it was a big problem for Timothy in that church there in Ephesus, 
but they had way too much time on their hands. Way too much time on their hands. And they were getting in other people's business busybodies. They were busy about, hey, psst, did you hear? And they're going, you know, house to house, they're gossiping, they're spreading rumors, they're talking stink. Get too much time on their hands. They're being idle. And Paul is addressing it. Doubtless you've heard that expression, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Again, not a phrase that you hear much in our day. For those of you that are younger, again, with all due respect, I mean no disrespect when I say this, but let me just try to explain to you something from back in our day, (laughs) you know, back in the day, to be idle and to have your being idle, being the devil's workshop, it meant this, that the devil found your idleness irresistible. He can't resist when you're sitting there, oh, idle. Here's the enemy. (laughs) All right, let's get busy. Let's make him a busybody. I wanted to get to this, and I left time for this, because I think I would be grossly remiss were I not to address this. Social media. You okay? I'll just wait. I don't want to get in your face, or your Facebook, <laughs> but, but I have to say what needs to be said. And it's what the Apostle Paul is saying to Timothy. If the Apostle Paul were a guest speaker today, first of all, how cool would that be? <laughs> Man, I'd be all over social media. Guess who my guest speaker is? <laughs> Is that bad? That's pride, I know. (laughs) But let's just say for purpose of discussion, purpose of illustration, that we were to have the Apostle Paul as a guest speaker today. What would he say? Well, I think he'd say the same thing that he's saying to Timothy here, except it would be updated. And he would talk about posting on social media. First of all, can I just say this? This isn't Paul. I'll come back to Paul in a moment. I'll give him the microphone, just a moment. Can I just say, where do you get the time? (laughs) You must have a lot of time on your hands. How much time are you on social media? Can I just ask you a question? I mean, this is sincere. I want to be respectful. I want to say this in love. But what would happen? What kind of changes, almost instant and immediate changes, would you notice in your life if you took just a little bit of that time that you spend on social media in prayer or in the Word? I'm not standing before you, and the Lord knows my heart. I'm not talking down to you. I'm not talking at you. I just want to be honest with you. And I speak for myself in my own life. I mean, (laughs) 
when you have that much time on your hands, and this is the thing, and I, again, I, well, I'll just say it. Many a Christian will say, well, you know, I'm just too busy. Really? Yeah, I'm too busy to spend time in the Word. I'm too busy to pray. To which I would say, you're too busy not to. Maybe we need look no further to why it is that our lives are in such a state of disarray than to this. I just can't get over verse 13 where Paul says that they get into the habit of being idle. It's habitual. And we don't do this anymore. We don't even know our neighbors. We lived there for 15 years. We don't know our neighbors. But back in that day, they would go from house to house. Can I update it? From page to page, scrolling. And not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies. And did you notice what Paul said? This is not me. I'm giving Paul the microphone here. They talk nonsense. Nonsense. You know what nonsense means? Nonsense. I mean, it's, it, it makes no sense. It's stupid. There, I said it. It's stupid. Stupid stuff. Nonsense. And, oh, this is, I mean, this could be written today. I don't have to update it. The only thing I have to update is the word saying, posting things they ought not to. (laughs) Well, I'll just use myself as an example. There have been so many times where I wish I could have unsent or unposted an email or a post. Oh, shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have posted that. You know when Paul says, walk in the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh? Have you ever wondered what that really means? What does that look like? Walk in the Spirit. Okay, walk in the Spirit. You know what it means? Be so busy in the Spirit, you don't have time for the flesh. It's kind of like, you know, here's the flesh going, hello, get out of here. I don't have time. I'm too busy in the Spirit. I'm in sync with the Spirit. Busy in the Spirit. Walking, living, filled with the Spirit. I have no appetite. I have no time. I have no taste. I have no interest. Here's another illustration, maybe better. I hope so, because it deals with food. And we all love food, especially me. So let's just say, for purpose of illustration, that you invite me over to your place for dinner. And the time comes, and on the way to your place, I am driving by Taco Bell. We love Taco Bell. We love tacos. And I think there's going to be tacos in heaven. I'm just, you know, thinking. But yeah, with the guacamole and the, boy, the salsa and those chips. And anyway, I drive by Taco Bell, and all of a sudden I hear this voice, J.D., What? Hey, box of 12 tacos, yeah. 
and I pull right into the drive-thru because there's no in-person dining, I guess. And I just fill up on those tacos, and then, oh yeah, I'm on my way to your place for dinner. And I show up, and you've got this gourmet meal you spent two days on. How hungry am I? How interested am I? That's the way it is with the flesh. If I'm so full of the Spirit, I won't have room for the flesh. If my time is so full with spiritual things, no problem. Problem is, is that when my time is not, and that's when the enemy's got me. There's another component to this, I guess for lack of a better way of saying it. We have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver us from the power of social media over us. It's very powerful. And here's why. I don't know if you know this or not, but social media's algorithms vis-a-vis AI, artificial intelligence, tracks our online behavior and reactions and changes in order to control our behavior and reactions. Did you know that? Now, let me hasten to say that it's okay to have social media, but be very careful that social media does not have you. So here's how it works. And there's a neurological explanation for this. You know when you're scrolling and then, or somebody likes your post, (gasps) you know what's happening in your brain? You just got a squirt of dopamine. You're like, wow. So now you're going for the next one. And that's why you keep scrolling. And by the way, (laughs) don't picture a guy behind some computer screen going, click on this. There doesn't need to be because AI does that. The algorithms and artificial intelligence knows your behavior more than you know your own behavior. And it is so subtle because what happens is, Every time you scroll and some meme pops up or somebody posts something or likes something, you get this squirt of dopamine and then it's all about the next squirt of dopamine. It's a dopamine squirt and an adrenaline rush. And that's why (laughs) when you put your phone down, (sighs) as hard as it is. Oh, by the way, try this. This, You know, they, they say, don't try this at home. Try this at home. Take your Bible. This is a Bible, by the way. Put it there. Take your phone. Put it here. Watch what happens. Oh my goodness. Notification! Notification! Alert! Alert! And here's the Lord over here going, hello? Hello? Oh my! I got a notification. Right? By the way, that's why they send you the notifications. Because it's all about getting you to open that app and scroll. 
And before you know it, a half hour goes by. It's gone. It evaporated. Completely wasted. And what's happened to you? It rewires your brain. You know that what's happening right now on social media is such that your reactions on social media were already created so that you'll react to that post. It actually changes your behavior so that you react in that way. So here's what happens. You post something, and then somebody posts something in reply to your post. What? Oh, and then you come right back. Maybe I should ask this question at this point. But how successful are you in witnessing to somebody that you just blasted on social media? You know what? You'll never lead them to Christ. You already blew it. Isn't that exactly what the enemy wanted? The post and the reaction to the post, I'm just going to say it like this, because I truly believe that this is what's happening. Not only is it destroying our Christian witness, it's destroying our Christian lives. You're stressed, you're depressed, that's why. You're angry, that's why. Doubtless you've heard that expression that when your eyes are on others, you get distressed. When your eyes are on yourself, you get depressed. But when your eyes are on the Lord, you get blessed. If your eyes are on yourself, this is why we're to die to self. (laughs) Because if your focus is on yourself, how depressing is that? I'm going to look within. Don't do that. Don't do that. You will not like what you see. You look within. This is very depressing. But when your eyes are on the Lord, that's it. And by the way, have you noticed that when your eyes are on the Lord, you can't have your eyes anywhere else? That's called double vision. I don't, you know, how's that working out for you? If my eyes are on the Lord, I can't be looking at you. And if you're in my periphery, you're all blurred. That's a good place. You need to be blurred, but He's in focus. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Probably two of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture. So powerful, when we were going through the book of Romans, verse by verse, I had to teach those two verses two weeks in a row, because I didn't get it right the first time. (laughs) I mean, I just, I couldn't, even in two weeks. Basically, Paul says this, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but instead be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. It's not being brainwashed, it's having your brain washed. It's washing your brain. That's not a play on words. It's the cleansing with the water of God's Word, the pure water of God's Word. Because see, our brains, we get brainwashed and programmed. We talked about this. We devoted a whole update to programming. 
how our brains are programmed by the media that we take in. And what Paul is saying is, don't be brainwashed. Have your brain washed. Wash your brain with the water of the Word of God. Renew your mind. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, I hope you receive this in love, and please know that I'm right there with you. I have to be so, so careful. Well, let me just be very candid with you. I have to guard my time, especially when it comes to YouTube and all the comments. You know, our prophecy update videos, some of them fetch over a quarter of a million views. And (laughs) I don't know how many comments, but, you know, here I am scrolling the comments. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. What? Oh my goodness. I'm just confessing to you, as your brother in Christ, that this is a struggle for me. And don't think for a second that my dopamine levels aren't just off the charts, you know, yay, whoa, you know, adrenaline. (laughs) And then, boom, here comes another one. And I think the Lord sends those other ones. You know how it is, right? You can get a hundred compliments or likes, but if you get one thumbs down, you're like, forget the 99. You're going after the one, right? But in a bad way. (laughs) I think that might be the Lord. Say, what are you going to do? Live your life based on likes and dislikes? You know, in the final analysis, we all have an audience of one. And He's my friend. He sent me a friend request, (laughs) and he likes me. Like, 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 like. Isn't it something that the word like has more power than the word love? We've so cheapened love. When I say to you, God loves you, you're like, yeah, praise the Lord. But what if I said it like this? Hey, God likes you. He does. He likes me? No way. Way. Oh my goodness, He likes me. I got so many dislikes and unlikes and unfriends and all of that. He likes me, yeah. No matter what I do, yeah. He likes you. He's really into you. He loves you so much that He died for you. No greater love hath any man in your friends list than the one who laid down his life for you. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. If you haven't yet found a church home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family is a source of support, comfort, and most importantly, faithful prayer warriors. Paul wrote the book of 1 Timothy with this in mind. He knew how important it was to have the support and prayers of other believers in Christ. Church is also a place you can serve and encourage others too. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D., You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, 
in spiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings, as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there. This is a great tool to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. Again, that website is inspiritandtruthradio.com. As we continue to study the wisdom from the book of First Timothy with Pastor J.D., we hope you've been encouraged to live out your faith in a new way. The Bible holds information, encouragement, and instruction that will be beneficial to you on your faith journey. So keep diving in. Well, that's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time for more from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth. <laughs> 